another year, another something is upon us. Preseason? I guess that's what we're calling this. Uh, another year, another preseason is upon us. Here with Real Salt Lake Major League Soccer. And that means another year for us to attempt to or try to or maybe do a better job of rebooting and restarting the Salt City FC podcast. I'm your host, Sean Walker, taking you through uh, everything about the offseason, everything about the preseason. I'm actually not going to do that at all. Uh, But this is the first preseason episode of the 2023 schedule. And uh, I just got back from Harriman, Utah at the Zions Bank, the beautiful, excuse me, the beautiful Zions Bank Rail Academy, uh, where RSL just held their first full training of the 2023 season. Um, They're going to start there, about 45 players in all. Most of the players were there on day one. There have been a few absences. You can probably guess most of them. Gavin Beaverich, for example, backup goalkeeper and Real Monarch signee, uh, RSL Academy product from Henderson, Utah. He's with the U19 U.S. Men's National Team uh, for obvious reasons, getting called up there. A couple of other homegrown players are also at their respective youth national teams. Uh, Jefferson Saverino was not in attendance at training. I'm told that he will be there soon. Um, he's just working on some, uh, some things related to travel and having to do with his visa. I don't fully understand the, the, the process, so I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of it. Suffice to say that he'll, he'll be reporting, um, and joining RSL very, very soon as well, because this is a really long haul. Uh, there are there will be 45 players in total called into camp that started uh, today, this weekend, and will move to the Los Angeles area, Santa Barbara, California, January 13th through January 22nd. That includes a preseason friendly against LAFC on the 21st, for those of you RSL fans who are in the Los Angeles area. Um, then they'll be back in Utah for about a week, beginning January 23rd. They'll play friendly against Utah Valley. Um, and then they'll head to the Phoenix and Tucson area February 7th through 18th for their final stint of the preseason, including four matches over a 10-day span, leading up to, of course, that season opener at Vancouver. Uh, home opener March 11th against Austin FC. I promised Trey and some of the folks at RSL that I would give that a shout-out, so that is my duty. That is my due diligence. Um, but today, the main thing that I want to talk about or, or, or kind of relate to you guys is what head coach Pablo Masreni told a small group of reporters after the first day where we had a, a really just fun, unique, uh, kind of lighthearted in some ways conversation about the first day, about, uh, about the culture of the team, some potential new signings that may be on the way. Yes, signings. That's plural. You're going to have to want to stick around for that. Um, and, uh, and then we talked, uh, oh, and we talked some, some World Cup, a little bit of World Cup and watching some of his guys there. So without further ado, here is uh, my conversation with RSL coach Pablo Mastroeni after the first day of the 2023 MLS preseason. How's it feel to be back? Uh, it's great. You know, I think, uh, you're, you're always excited to get back, a new year, new players, uh, new energy. Um, and, and again, I think, uh, you know, the expectations for our group, the majority of the guys coming back and, and just really building off next year whilst continuing to bring up some of the younger crop of players, uh, including draft picks and 
been really impressed with the with the mindset of these younger guys, uh, the physicality, um, and uh, the overall mentality of the group. Talk about a fair bit of continuity you've got coming back. I know you guys did lose a couple of guys, but how how does that help you guys in a way get ahead this time? Of yeah, I think again, I think the last couple of years it's been trying to figure out uh, exactly. Um, you know the way we wanted to play, and 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 I think when you have experienced players on the field that understand that, uh, because they're on the field in real time working with these or playing alongside younger players, it's a lot easier to bring these guys up to speed. And so I think that continuity within the whole group is a rep- representative of of the guys that are coming back, understand the way we want to do it, understand that we want to keep improving year on year to be a sustainable, um, you know, winning franchise. Obviously, there weren't a ton of new faces like that kind of building building off of that added to this roster, but there is still, you know, the number of homegrown signings that RSL is used to adding, and you guys seem to go really hard on the draft this year as well. I think it was four pickups in there, two-generation Adidas guys and whatever. Was was that intentional for you guys to kind of build, or not build, but sort of add on through that core and through those sort of younger player development style mechanisms like that? Yeah, you know, I think... Um you know our our philosophy as as a club is really to develop younger players and uh hopefully in the next you know year two three is to be able to start moving players abroad um and so that's something that uh with ownership in the front office and and technical staff that we spoke a lot about in the off season um and obviously the draft you know we feel um you get some really good experience in that um it's a super competitive, super physical um, style of play at the college level, sure. and that translates well to the MLS. And uh, I think you know you need to look no further than a guy like Jasper from last year, and, and how important that was for us. And and so I'm sure you can talk to the front office as far as how that really helps roster construction, um, and and allows you to add m- more resources to the top end of the roster and. You know, we're still looking to possibly bring in uh, an, an, another difference maker, um, and uh, but but really happy with uh, with or probably two uh, two more players, um, but really happy with where we're at. And and again, I think um, you know the guys that have, that have come back from last year have have set a really good standard for this group and this club. Is Donnie in a way like I, he played the early part of last season, out almost the entire year? But getting him back, how important is that for you guys? Yeah, I think it's important. I, I the the one the one caveat is I think like as a as a fan of of sports, uh, uh, you think that he's back, so he's gonna immediately be back to Dami twenty twenty one. And and as we know in real life, it, it's it doesn't work that way, um, especially in this sport where um, there's it's it's tough, and then we're training on turf for pretty much the majority of the preseason. So with Dami, it's going to be really important um, to really uh, gauge his minutes, gauge his training. Um, and so the first game of the season isn't – there might be Dami's expectations, um, <laughs> but when you're out for, you know, when you're out for a good 12 months, uh, it's going to take so many months to get back to, to, to form, to feeling comfortable, to not even thinking about what's going on. Because when you come back from a big injury – you're in your head thinking, do I feel this? Do I feel that? Do, do I feel... So there's a lot of, like, you're not playing free. Um, you're, you know, and so we're, we're managing his minutes. Um, but the one thing I will say uh, is his influence when he is training 
his influence in the locker room um, is also super important to what we're doing as far as bringing the, the, you know, the younger crop up to, to see what it is to be a professional, both on and off the field. And, and, and that is super important as we continue to progress as a group. Who, who are some of those younger guys that you're most excited about? And what have you seen just in these first couple of days from them? Uh, to be honest, um, you know, I think it, it would be um, – it wouldn't be fair to judge them on just the soccer part in the first two days of training. I, I think what I look for really in the first week is who they are as people because the soccer part will come because, again, they're n- nervous. They're, they're competing for spots with the first team with, with no experience. Um, again, turf. There's so many variables that go into judging them from a soccer perspective. Although I will say, I'm really happy with the level of football. Um, but the the one intriguing thing for me is that they're all robust players. Their 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 physical attributes will translate very easily to this level, and their mentality has been such that um, we don't miss a beat. Uh, like everyone has bad touches in the first couple of days. What's the reactions to those touches? Do they hang their heads? Do they complain? And I couldn't be more happy with what they've brought to our group from starting a level much higher than we were last year at this time. And then you mentioned you're trying to instill in them what this club is all about, like the way you guys play and how the role the veterans have in that as well. What exactly is that that MO, that style of play that you're trying to instill in some of these younger guys? Well, I mean, I think the, the, the style of play that we want to play is, is we want to be, as we were last year, vertical. Um, and that's going to be a lot of that is dictated by the players that are on the field. Obviously, when Salva's on the field, it, it's a different look um, versus saying Anderson's on the field or Chang's on the field. So everyone brings their own unique skill sets that that changes that. Um, but as far as the attacking side, we want to be more vertical. And then defensively, we just want to be a team that is super difficult and uh, you know no one wants to play against. And and that. And both of those things combined, the overriding thing is, is the mindset. It, it's not just going out and, 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 and having a jolly, but how can we influence and impose ourselves with the ball when we have it to affect teams? And then when we don't have the ball, how do we dictate the game and impose ourselves on the game from a defensive standpoint? So the overarching uh, philosophy has, has everything to do with mindset. And, and I think you saw that last year. You know, backs are up against the wall. We had a tough end of the season. Backs are up against the wall, and we had a win against a good Portland team here at home. That's that's the same group, but we need to do that consistently from game one to game 34. And so I think that's uh, that's really the aim. And obviously, presentation at the beginning of the year is who are we? Like what? And it and it and a lot of it becomes nuanced. Um, and it's the nuances that really make the group what what we are. And then lastly, you've got, I mean, about six weeks of preseason here, I guess. You, you'll play several games. You'll go on the road. You guys will travel. What are you guys, what are you trying to accomplish, I guess, during this, this next month or so before you, you know, have those, those real games? Yeah, I think for us, again, I think it's all those things I just said, really. Um, and it's, it's who are we, not just on the field. I think the next preseason is about getting to know the player or the person behind the player. Like, who, who is this? What, like, for the new guys, what were some of your the hurdles that you had to overcome to get here? It's, it's getting to know um, because culture is, is really, really important for us. Uh, it, it, because, again, when you know somebody and you know their history and you know their hardships, you're willing to go that extra mile for them when the, when the game's on the line in the 89th minute. So it's not just football. It's who we are off the field. It's how we behave. It's being punctual. 
It's it's being respectful of of how we take off our clothes and put them in the bags or equipment. It's about it's about every staff member in this building um, being a part of the success that we have on the field. And so um, that that's really about it. Is is building the culture in the next six weeks and hopefully getting uh, you know two of these players in uh, in, a, in a fashion, in a time fashion, to where you know we can we can utilize them in the first couple games of the season. How important was getting Marcelo resigned? You talk about wanting to be a good team defensively. Yeah, I, I think it was huge. Um, I think last year was well. I don't think I know last year was his best year he's had at the club. I, I think uh, on top of that, his leadership role was was immense for our group, having Dami out, and so having guys that hold a standard um, that that he held last year coming into this year, so that we're not. Again, putting in a new body, new name, and teaching an experienced player of what it is to play for the club, I, I think it was a, a critical signing at, at an important time for us. Jasper emerged last year, and like from the get-go. How early on in training camp last year did you know that hey, he was going to be who he was? Yeah, it's a really interesting story about Jasper. Uh, Jasper, uh, we went back and obviously watched all our preseason yeah. sessions from last year to see how we want to do things a little bit differently. And he was playing right back at the time. And... Um, and then Everton jumped in camp, and uh, it was probably two weeks before our first game where Jasper was actually going to sign with the Monarchs. Okay. Uh, there were some paperwork problems with Everton, and he wasn't going to be available for like three weeks. And so we tried him in the middle when we went to Portland, and he was, he was lights out. Okay. So then that's when he was now offered a first-team deal, and that's when he started playing in the middle. So, like, a lot of these things we think that we can control and we are geniuses. Uh, but the truth of the matter is the universe works in ways that we cannot understand or comprehend. And the only reason that Jasper was even given the opportunity was because Everton had paperwork problems. To, to take that further, the, most, the one thing that we talk about with players that aren't getting a lot of playing time um, is to always be prepared for that opportunity. And so Jasper, being the professional he was, stepped in and didn't miss a beat all year. So fortune meets preparedness equals good luck. Fair enough. Solid.